Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't like cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today and happy new year. It's the new year. I mean, at least for those of us who use this calendar, but I mean, anyway, it was like the year 2542, I think when I lived in Thailand. Although technically, yes, they would also use the Western calendars year as well. But um, welcome. If you're new here, I tend to ramble. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, I am, this is podcast number 196, and I'm calling it the worst decluttering strategy ever. And before you think, I'm not going to listen to a podcast about a bad decluttering strategy, let me just tell you that letting go of this being the way that things were supposed to be done is actually what has made the biggest difference for me in actually making decluttering progress. If you've been around a while, you already know what I'm talking about, but hopefully I'll have some new things to say um, or a different way to say it or whatever. But it is podcast number 196. So I've been talking about this for a long time. Anyway, um, before I get going though, I do want to remind you guys in case um, you haven't listened to last week's podcast yet, um, the five day clutter shakedown is on sale right now. It's a video course. It's five videos that are only like 10 to 12 minutes each, but in it, I teach you and show you, um, visually exactly how my five-step process works. You do not need five days devoted to be able to do it. Okay. You just need any amount of time anyway. And if your video is not your thing, then, um, like, cause of your internet speed or your learning style or whatever, there's also a uh, PDF transcripts of each video and audio files. So, and you can watch it as many times as you want to, you can go back through whatever you have access for as long as it exists. Anyway, um, right now through the end of January, it is $25. That is $15 off of its normal price of 40. Um, and the code is new year 19, all one word. Okay. So the worst decluttering strategy ever, I have to clarify this for me, the worst decluttering strategy ever for me, because that's what I'm talking about. Please don't separate these two things. Um, the part about it being the absolute worst and the part about being the worst for me. Um, now I will say that, um, you know, like thousands and thousands of people listen to this podcast, which still amazes me, um, and read the blog and have bought the book and all. And this is the thing. This is the thing that people keep coming back to and saying, changing this, stopping this traditional decluttering strategy that I'm going to say is the worst, um, stopping doing it that way and doing what you tell us to do has changed everything. So it's not just me, but the reason that I say for me is, um, you know, a big part of me actually making real progress in my home was figuring out what works for me. So you might take this and try it my way and come up with your own variation. And that's exactly what you need to do. Because the thing is, I don't care how you declutter. That is not my goal. My goal is not to say, hello world. I have found the only way to declutter. And if you don't do it my way, then you're not succeeding. No, no, no. Um, But my way, my job that I have somehow 
created out of thin air and been given and blah, blah, blah. Um, my job is to say, okay, here's what actually works for me. Give it a try. Here's the reasons why you will resist it because I know these things because I resist it. Here's the reasons why people like us try to resist these things. And here's the reasons that they work anyway. Give it a shot. And I bet you it's going to make a difference because I have had to boil things down. So I know those of y'all who are new are like, what is it? What's the worst one? Okay. Um, the worst decluttering strategy ever is to pull everything out of a space as the first step or as any step of the decluttering process. Wow. Really? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's the thing that is the worst. And I'm not just saying, oh, that doesn't work for me. No, I'm saying it has hugely negative effects when I do that. Me doing that is not only not the best way, it's actually the very worst possible way for me. Now, the reason why I'm making such a big deal about this, some could be called small thing, is when people general world word of people out in the world talk about decluttering. This is the assumed step. So I don't, I'm always amazed at how much people talk about clutter and home stuff. I mean, really, because I write about it all the time. So I don't know. Sometimes I think, do I only notice this because it's my job? And so I'm like, and then I'm like, are they saying this because they know it's my job or, or just people really get into baby sometimes anyway. But when you hear people in the world, just kind of have this casual conversation about decluttering, I will often hear people say things like, well, you know, you have to make it worse before it gets better. And oh, well, you know, you, you obviously the first step is you have to pull everything out. I mean, like so casually, that yes, like I even had somebody say one time, they were like, well, I mean, I could write about decluttering. I know all the steps. First you pull everything out. And I was like, actually, um, you know, anyway, um, it is the most logical. And so that's the reason why I am harping on this one thing is that it feels like it looks like on paper, it is the most logical first step but I'm explaining why it is such a bad idea specifically for me and for so many other people. Okay. And to remember, you know, I started making real lasting progress when I stopped crying about how certain things didn't work and I found what did work. So I am going to tell you and explain to you, um, which if you've read my books, you already know this, but I'm telling you, it's such a game changer. It's worth continuing to talk about. I have books if y'all didn't know that, but anyway, um, so it's really important for you to understand that the way I started making progress was not by saying, Oh, this doesn't work and saying, okay, then what does work? All right. But I think it's really important to understand why this doesn't work. And maybe you'll go, Oh, well, that's not me. Okay, good. I can just go ahead and do it the way I want it to. Cause that never happens to me. Or if you go, oh yeah, that's actually what happens to me too. Then you'll be like, well, okay, I'm finally going to try Dana's way. Okay. Um, all right. Let me talk about our first prep, um, sponsor. <laughs> if you are determined to make home cooked meals in the new year, aren't we all? I highly recommend trying out prep dish, having someone else do all the planning for you 
will take you far in making this resolution or goal or whatever you want to call it actually happen. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. Each Friday, I get an email that has a PDF with a shopping list, instructions for prepping all the meals at one time. That's what makes Prep Dish unique as a meal planning service. And a guide to getting those meals on the table quickly on the night you eat them. Doing the prep work ahead will make all the difference in turning this goal into reality. But the best way to understand how Prep Dish works is to take advantage of the free two-week trial that Allison, the founder, is offering to listeners of A Slob Comes Clean. Go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean to take advantage of this offer. That's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a free two-week trial. Okay. Are you ready? I already told you that. And I don't know why I have it in my notes to say it like that. But anyway, that's what I get for making notes, right? Um, the absolute worst decluttering strategy ever for me is pulling everything out of a space as the first step of decluttering or of any step of decluttering. Um, Okay. I am talking about this specifically because I've been through it recently. If you have listened for a while or read the blog or have the newsletter, which you should totally be a member of, um, you know that we've had some remodeling done. It hasn't been major, but it's been major enough. Uh, we've had all our popcorn ceilings scraped, our, um, floors replaced and our walls painted. So, um, you could probably get by with not taking every single thing out for the walls and maybe for the ceiling, although it's pretty nasty. But when you have floors replaced, you have to actually take every single thing out of a room. And so I've done this, you know, it was like I was forced to do this. Um, and so it's also helped remind me and make me think about why it is that this doesn't work. And it's helped just to, to kind of confirm to me, oh yeah, this is what happens when I do that. Okay. Now to be clear, the advantages of pulling everything out of a room are absolutely true. I mean, they are. When you pull everything out, what happens is you go, oh, that's how big this room is. Okay, cool. And then you start putting things back in and you put them in exactly the place where you want them. And you get it to look just exactly like you want it. And you're like, oh, I love this so much. But guess what happens? There's still stuff that has to be gone through once I like the room. And now that stuff is in my garage. And my garage is crazy town right now. I, I mean, like absolute crazy town. And life happens. And the the truth is that as things are crazy town, um, crazy, more crazy town happens. Okay. So here, here's kind of what happened for us. We pulled everything out. We put it in the garage and then, and this was the months ago in case you've been paying attention. So yes, it's reality. Um, we put everything in the garage and we, you know, we're putting things back in rooms and I'm like, okay, this is great. This is great. I'm going to get to the garage. I'm going to get to the garage. And then life happens and it's time for my husband to go and take the final walkthrough of his parents' home before it was sold. And the people that they sold it to were kind enough 
to say, hey, we're going to get it anyway. So just leave whatever you don't want. And we'll just go ahead and put it in the um, dumpster with everything else. Or I don't know what they were going to do with it, but whatever. That's their problem now. Um, But we had gotten, you know, we had already gone through it and we thought we had everything, but he needed to take that one last trip up there. And I wasn't able to go. I think I was sick. Um, And he came home with stuff. He came home with the painting of him and his sister when she was, you know, like, I don't know, probably 17 and he was three or something. It's a great picture. His sister didn't want it though. And, you know, and so, but it's like, I I can't, I don't know what to do with it. So you might as well stick it in the garage and then it just starts blending in with the other stuff that's in there. Okay. And that's kind of a unique situation that we were taking the final walk through his parents' house or that he was, but it happens with everything. Anytime I've got a random pile of stuff, guess what ends up on that pile of stuff? Other random stuff. Guess what happens when I know that what I originally kind of knew was in that pile is now mixed in with other stuff that I'm not quite sure what's in that pile. Well, then I start to get overwhelmed and that paralyzes me. Okay. So the pile or the room or the whatever, that's the place where I've pulled everything out. It's going to grow. It's going to collect. And it just becomes part of things again, for me, not necessarily for the super organized person who can't go to sleep with dirty dishes in their sink. They're usually the same kind of person who's like, well, I mean, I, I, I can't stop until I've completely finished this thing. Well, guess what? I don't have that problem <laughs> or that blessing, whatever. Um, you know, I can life goes on. And that's one of the things I'm talking about. But anyway, as I go on, so that's kind of how things happened for me. So here, here's why the pull it out method doesn't work. I pull everything out and exhaustion hits. Okay. Especially when it's a room, you know, when, when it's a room and I'm talking about actually pulling furniture out, big items, big pieces, I'm tired by the time I get everything out or by the time I move that furniture back in. Oh, I'm exhausted. And then I'm done. Okay. And I've still got a whole bunch of this stuff outside of the space. Even if I look into the space where I've put all the things just exactly perfectly that I know for sure I want to keep and I go, oh, I love that. And then I turn around and I see all the stuff that's left for me to have to do. That makes me go, oh, I'm exhausted. Oh, and that feeling produces that thing in me. Yes, it's paralysis, but it's also kind of a little brattiness of me going, mm, I don't want to do that. Oh, yay. I love how it looks in here. Oh, I still have to deal with all that kind of stuff. And the resentfulness toward that other stuff that I now have to figure out what to do with, even though I like the way the other room is. So am I going to put it up? Am I going to bring it back into the room and make the room have more stuff in it than I really wanted? Or am I just going to throw it all away? And then the paralysis is there. Okay. So seeing sometimes, even if it's not physically exhausting stuff like furniture that I've been moving, but it's just a drawer or a closet or whatever as that seeing, Oh, okay. Look how nice it looks without anything in it. 
oh, look at the big piles of stuff that I now have to do something with and that are outside of the space that I was originally decluttering and make my whole house as a whole worse off. Seeing that, that, that contrast between those two things that produces that emotional exhaustion that I just can't do this right now. I just can't do this right now. I can't handle this right now. I can't deal with this right now. That kind of feeling. Okay. So, um, that is a huge, huge part of it because I get, it puts me in a bad mood seeing that, oh yes, I like it empty. Oh yes. I have to deal with all that, that. Okay. All right. So let's talk about our next sponsor who, uh, is blind chalet. Okay. So it's the new year. A lot of times with the new year, you start decluttering and you start going, oh, I like my house more. I kind of have some ideas of things I want to do that maybe you haven't been able to think about before because the clutter was overwhelming you and keeping you from thinking about actually doing positive things. Anyway, if that is the state that you're in, new window treatments make a huge, huge difference in the look of a home. Blind Chalet is America's foremost window covering experts. They offer the best blinds, shades, and shutters available on the market today. Ordering your window treatments from Blind Chalet is simple. You can visit their website at www.blindschalet.com or give them a call at 888-633-7840. Simply select the window coverings you are interested in and order free samples of the product to see the color firsthand compare it, see how that color looks in your house, um, and feel the material. Next, input your window measurements and order your blinds. Need help with measuring or installing? Not a problem. Simply locate a certified installation professional on their website by entering your zip code. With Blinds Chalet, you get the best custom window treatment products at the best prices available. Some products will ship as soon as one business day after you order. See the difference for yourself and order free samples from blindschalet.com. Visit blindschalet at www.blindschalet.com or call 888-633-7840. Use promo code CLEAN for a special discount exclusive to a Slob Comes Clean podcast listener. Listeners. Okay. Um, all right. Here, here, as, as we're talking about this, um, the paralysis of seeing the big mess. Okay. Because don't forget, you know, before there was mess, but it might've been tucked into corners or it might, might've been closed up in a drawer or closed up in a closet. But once it's outside of that space and into just this random space, that's so much more paralyzing. Okay. It's out there. The visibility of that mess is hugely negatively impacting. Okay. So visual progress Y'all know I have the visibility rule. Start in the most visible of spaces so that you see the visible progress. Visible progress has more impact than I ever thought possible. Okay, seeing my house improve, seeing my progress regularly because it's out in the open and I've started with the spaces that are out there, that has more impact than I ever thought. Visual craziness is paralyzing. Okay. So just the fact that all that stuff is out, then that visual craziness makes me want to stop. So seeing the craziness and envisioning it going back into there, that's where I get really frustrated. Um, here's another thing. 
I adjust really easily. Now I say that as the person who has probably also said and totally means that change is hard. Okay. Changing is hard. Changing things is hard. But when I'm in a situation or in my home, I can adjust pretty easily. Pretty good at adjusting. Um, you know, it works really well for me in theater because, and I, I think this is honestly one of the things that makes my husband bananas <laughs> because, you know, I'm very much a, oh, we got a problem. Here's how to solve it. Do it. You know, cause you still have to get on stage. Even if the hallway where you were supposed to walk to get from one entrance to another, um, is flooded. This happened when, you know, I was in college. We, our theater was in the basement and, um, we had a tornado warning watch, maybe a realtor. I don't know. Anyway, we had this huge, uh, the basement flooded. And so people were like, we noticed that people were walking on stage with, um, their ankles were wet, (laughs) but it's, you know, it's like, you can't stop. I mean, that's, you just can't, I know I'm not giving a theater lesson, but it's the reality. The show must go on is part of that. And one of the reasons why I love theater is because that's me. I'm like, the show has to go on. I just adjust and I go, okay, well then we've got this huge thing that seems like it's going to stop everything, but it can't. So here, do this, do that. And, and so we just, I just keep going and keep living life and work around things and adjust. And while that's a great quality in certain areas of life, it is not a great quality all the way in my house, kind of like, um, you know, people who can't possibly, um, go, like I said before, who can't go to sleep with dishes in the sink. I'm like, I'm fine. No, sleep is more important. I'm going to prioritize that over this, you know, and, um, which I've learned not to do, which you'll learn about in how to manage your home without losing your mind. My book, um, available wherever books are sold anyway. So that is, that's part of it. I also adjust to my garage being the way it is. I adjust to parking in my driveway. I adjust to turning sideways when the um, path through the garage starts to shrink as more stuff comes in when people have to go and walk through their parents' house for the last time, whatever. You know, I adjust to these things so easily. And this is where it's that understanding what works for you, okay? If pulling everything out does work for you because you have the personality where you need to have it back, your whole house back in order before you can sit down and before you can move on to something else that comes up, go for it. As long as you're getting stuff out of your house, you are decluttering perfectly. But if you are like me and you're completely able to pull everything out and then life happens and you step away and you just start adjusting to the fact that now there's a pile of stuff, um, you know, next to outside of my closet or whatever, if you're able to adjust like that, but then all of a sudden you go, wait, why is my house so crazy? This is awful. And then you're paralyzed and you can't keep going and you're just stuck. Then that's why I don't pull everything out. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's that whole understanding what works specifically personally for you. It's also the reason why it's really important. You know, if you are somebody who um, is able to pull everything out because you just you cannot possibly go to bed um, before it's completed and finished, 
understanding that those are the, there are those of us who are able to adjust way too easily, you know, hopefully that's going to help you go, okay, well maybe that's why when I try to help somebody else declutter, try to help my kids or my husband, we get into this super frustration because I'm like, well, we can't be done. And they're like, well, we got to go do this other thing, you know, whatever. So maybe that helps you. And then my strategy would help more to, um, when you're helping them. Does that make sense? Anyway. Um, so not pulling, I, I adjust way too easily. I get paralyzed just by seeing that huge amount of mess. Okay. So those are the reasons why it is the worst decluttering strategy ever is I end up with a bigger mess. And I have to just say, that's the number one decluttering frustration that I hear from everybody. And my way solves that frustration. I never end up with a bigger mess if I'm following how I do things, which is different from pulling everything out. So how do you avoid pulling everything out? Well, you make a final decision about each and every item as you take it out of the space. Now, if you have thought before about the whole keep box thing and well, I would do, I don't, I'm not going to make a big mess. I'm just going to stick it on the box. Um, yeah, I've got other podcasts and I've talked about that. I think that was my, I talked a lot about that two podcasts ago and the one about stuff shifting. Anyway, so just so you know on that, but how do I not pull everything out? Well, I pull one thing out at a time and I make a final decision about that item. As I pull it out of the space, it either goes into the trash or recycling immediately because I've already got my black trash bag right there ready for stuff to go in. It needs to be black because people in my house don't see what I'm putting inside of it. Okay. But as I take something out, it either goes in the trash, it goes to its home. If it's easy, it's home is, you know, it's already established home where I go, well, yeah, of course, this is, this is where this goes. It's just not there. I go ahead and take it there or I determine what its home is by asking the first decluttering question, which is if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? Okay. Not should, but where would I actually go first if I needed this? And then I take it there right now. Okay. That's the key to not making a bigger mess is the taking it there right now, not making the pile even as I pull stuff out. So I didn't pull everything out. Okay. And have to go through it later and sort through it. Instead, it's the, I'm taking one thing out. I'm making a final decision, trash, take it to its home, either because it's easier, the first decluttering question. And then, um, it's done and it's gone. And that way, when the distraction happens, when something pulls me away from this decluttering project, either exhaustion, you know, for those who struggle with chronic illnesses, which I know is a real issue. A lot of times that leads to a lot of clutter problems. Um, or because life just happens, you know, if you're a mom and somebody starts bleeding or whatever it is that pulls you away from this, you're fine. The mess is never bigger than it was before. And you've only made progress. Okay. Because decluttering is getting stuff out of your house. It's pulling out the things that you don't need and that aren't supposed to be in this space. And you're done at any point when you stop, because it's all in its home already. The second decluttering question helps you decide if it's going to be donated. And the second decluttering question is, um, if I needed this item, would it ever occur to me that I already had one? Okay. So would I have even gone looking for this item is basically that what you're saying, or would I have just gone out and bought another one? Cause I didn't even know I had it. So then it goes into the donate box because if it, 
if I would have looked for it, well, then I've already taken care of that with question number one. Got that? Okay. So things are going in the donate box and then that's everything. That's it. I mean, if you want to sell things, that's your problem. But (laughs) if you want to sell things, go right ahead. But, um, but I, I don't put that as part of my process because I've personally, after selling for many, many years and getting into more clutter issues, I have just, you know, decided to donate everything. So I put stuff in the donate box um, and it's done. And so things are leaving. No, I don't get that visual. Oh, oh my goodness. This looks so good when I see an empty space. Okay. But I get an equal um, rush or whatever when I see a better space. Okay. And I'm only going to get the good feeling from seeing a better space because everything's done because that contrast between the, Oh, it looks so good with nothing in there and turning around and seeing the big pile of stuff that I just pulled out of there. That contrast produces such a bad feeling that it negates the good feeling of me having seen the space with nothing in it, where when I see progress, maybe it's not quite as extreme of, but it's like, oh, this looks good. And that's it. I just get the good feeling. And the good feeling encourages me to continue decluttering and keep going. If you're not confident that you're going to get that good feeling, snap a picture before and then snap a picture here and there throughout your process so that you can see this is getting better this is getting better. And that's going to encourage you and then delete the pictures. So you don't accidentally, you know, showing your grandma baby pictures of your kids. And then all of a sudden she sees your dirty closet. But anyway, um, that's happened to me (laughs) anyway. Okay. Um, so it, that's how you do things is you make that final decision as you take every single out. So you're every single thing out. So you are experiencing only success, only progress. You're never putting yourself in a situation where you're going to be worse off than you were before. Because that frustration from my house looking worse than it did before I started this, that frustration is the worst thing for the decluttering process. Okay. It is, it is the thing that will stop the decluttering process in my tracks. Okay. Uh, And so anyway, all right. I hope this has been helpful. I do want to remind you as I've casually mentioned throughout the thing, throughout the podcast, um, that I do have books. And, um, so watch for those. Uh, you can go to a slob comes clean.com slash book and, um, they're available wherever books are sold. I have seen my first book in half price books, and I've actually had like several people tell me that, um, They've seen it, like they've sent me pictures where it was like displayed in half price books and there were like multiple copies. And my daughter was like, is that a good thing? I'm like, I think it is because half price books doesn't buy stuff that they don't know will sell. So anyway, whatever. But when I went and looked, I just saw one copy in a thing. But um, that's there. They're available. Obviously, they're at Barnes and Noble. They are supposedly, I'm recording this early, so I don't know for sure, but it is January right now. But supposedly they're going to be in Costco in January. So look when you go to Costco and ask the manager, be like, there's this book that's really, really good. And maybe people will hear you because if you're like, you know, maybe you already have it anyway. Um, but they're supposed to be in Costco and somebody spotted one in a Walmart 
not on their normal bookshelf, but like in a little inspirational spinning kiosk by their customer service. Anyway, they spotted that. I have not found it yet, but I'm looking. So anyway, my books are wherever. Um, Decluttering at the Speed of Life is well, is all about decluttering, how to manage your home without losing your mind. We'll also take you through the, why is all this dishes and laundry and all that kind of stuff? Why is it that other people's kitchens always look great? And mine is always like a crime scene. Anyway, I don't know. Um, but yeah, those books are available. Kindle audible. You can get them through audible or anywhere you can get audiobooks, um, paperbacks, anything. Okay. Um, and don't forget to five day clutter shakedown is on sale through the end of January. So I will talk to you guys later. Happy decluttering. Um, all right.